Hawkfrost whirled on him, unsheathing his claws, and his clanmate Blackclaw shouldered his way through the crowd to join him, his neck fur bristling and his tail fluffed up to twice its size. Three or four WindClan warriors, Crowfeather amongst them, jumped up to support Tornier. Stop! Mistyfoot ordered, leaping from a root where she sat. This is a gathering! Have you forgotten that? One or two cats, including Crowfeather, stepped back, but most ignored the RiverClan deputy's order. Brambleclaw spotted Cedarheart and Rowanclaw from ShadowClan on their paws as well, claws extended. Dustpelt and Thornclaw faced them, spitting defiance. As Brambleclaw stared in horror, the ShadowClan cats leaped at his clanmates. All four rolled on the ground in a shrieking bundle of fur. No! Brambleclaw yowled. Remember the truce! He hurled himself forward, trying to thrust his way between the battling cats, aware that all around him more fights were breaking out. Fastening his teeth into Cedarheart's shoulder, he tried to haul him off Dustpelt, but another cat landed on his back and knocked him off his paws. As Brambleclaw went down in a sea of fighting warriors, he heard Firestar's voice raised in a furious yell. My name is Spencer Grant, and you're listening to Fortrees, a Warrior Cats community podcast. This week, I am joined by my friends Cora and Clayton, uh, or should I say Mountain Dew and Clayface, uh, who were both on this podcast previously, and we're here to discuss the book, uh, what was this one called? Uh, uh, this sunset? was Sunset. It was Sunset. There was, the sunset. One, there was the one line where later on they said... Oh, I'm gonna meet him at sunset, and I was like, "Ah ha ha!" He did. Something. Uh, no, they they met him there at was some sunrise. Point. Didn't there they? was, which I thought was confusing. There was some point where someone said sunset, and I was like, "Ha ha!" That's the sunset. Maybe I read right, too well, much into that one section. Yeah. Possibly, we're Should here to it. talk about <laughs> Sunset, a book that we all read together. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. I read uh, it this morning. Mm-hmm. I am fully prepared to talk. A whole lot about that. I have many, many opinions on on this book. So do I. <laughs> yeah, I also just want to check. Um, we 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 ended on Clayface. Did we? It and Mountain been... Dew. I thought it was Clay Whisker. Wasn't it Clay Whisker? Yeah, Clay Whisker. I think I'm confusing it with the Batman villain. Yeah, I was. Uh, I think uh, about, I was... <laughs> I think about I... you in the context of the Joker a lot. Oh, like I is... which Joker? That mine was. Which Joker? That's very important. Not you're Mountain not treating Dew. me like a Jared Leto. No, Joker, of course not a Jared Leto Joker. I mean, okay. like the the Batman nineteen sixty six Joker, where he's okay, like against Cesar Romero or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah I'll was. take it. I'll take it. I'll take that Joker. Good, all right. So I guess in order to most efficiently talk about this book, we should probably talk about what happens in it. So let's get right into that, so that we can. Oh spend boy. Four hours um, <laughs> talking about everything that we we thought in this book. So. In the Dark Forest, Tigerstar talks to Darkstripe about how great his sons are and then forgets about how many lives Firestar has left. He's got an evil plan. 
Darkstripe asks if he can help too, and Tigerstar tells him to go away. Back in the ThunderClan camp, Squirrel Flight has decided that she has forgiven Brambleclaw for browbeating and infantilizing her for the last two books. Ashfur is jealous. Uh, Crowfeather and Leafpool break up, and Stormfur and Brook are there. And remember that, because that's important. They're there. <laughs> Squirreltail uh, feels bad about Cinderpelt, so she uses Necromancy to reincarnate her as one of her kits. Leafpool doesn't know about this, because nobody tells each other anything in Warrior Cats, so she just assumes that Cinderpelt won't talk to her from StarClan because she's angry about the whole Crowfeather thing. Everybody has to rebuild ThunderClan, since the Badgers from the last book messed everything up so bad. And then Leafpool talks to Spottedleaf in her dreams, and Spottedleaf says that it's good that Cinderpelt is dead, because Leafpool followed her heart and learned that her heart lay with the clan and not with Crowfeather, and Leafpool accepts this as gospel. Without a second question. <laughs> so Squirrel Flight breaks up with Ashfur and goes on patrol with Brambleclaw. That's not a euphemism. They go on patrol. Brambleclaw says, I'm not willing to stop being friends with Hawkfrost since they're siblings, just like with Tawnypelt. And Squirrel Flight is like, oh yeah, that makes sense, even though Brambleclaw and Hawkfrost weren't raised together, and Brambleclaw has never displayed any similar interest in Mothwing, and Tawnypelt was raised with Brambleclaw, so whatever. Back at ThunderClan... Leafpool is still sitting on the secret about Brambleclaw training in the Dark Forest, and Squirrel Flight discovers the reason why most cats just end up staying mates with their first love interest, which is that it's insanely awkward. Leafpool has an exciting dream, where StarClan tells her that exciting stuff is going to happen in the next series, but they can't say anything about it yet because the writers haven't decided what's going to happen. Brambleclaw agonizes over wanting to be deputy. Barrykit sneaks out of camp and gets caught in a fox trap, and ShadowClan literally just watches and laughs. Hey, ShadowClan, you know that's against the warrior code, right? Woo, we're Brambleclaw. back to demonizing ShadowClan, baby! Wait, is it so is it in? The, is there an official warrior code somewhere that says, like, don't, like, laugh at babies? <laughs> there, it's in the warrior code that says that you have to help kits from any clan, no matter what. And ShadowClan is like, well, that kit that smells like ThunderClan and is living in ThunderClan territory and whose mother was adopted by ThunderClan isn't a ThunderClan kit, so we don't have to help them. Oh, all right, I remember, because that was when the Harry Potter comparisons reached full level, when they went all Slytherin and called him a, a half mm -hmm. a half clan. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Because because the Aaron Hunters were like, hey, remember when uh, J.K. Rowling did the whole uh, wizard Nazis thing? We're gonna do cat yeah. Nazis. That okay, was pretty in, cool. In fairness, half clan half clan stigmatization was a thing in the first series, but it kind of mm -hmm. fell by the wayside, and now it's back for some reason. Yeah, yeah I feel I like I feel like Firestar I feel like Firestar really you know solved racism, and now it's back. I don't <laughs> yeah, get it. and and also uh. You know, Blue Stars kits who become very important. Mm-hmm. Boss kit, basically like the most important cat in the series pool, whatever. So Leafpool has um God, so so uh Brambleclaw is sad because he wanted Barry Kit to be his apprentice. He's not sad because of any of the other horrible things that happened. He's just like, Man, I can't be deputy if Barry Kit's not my apprentice. Um Stormfur and Brooke <laughs> leave to go to River Clan. I don't know if you guys remember them, they were there. And then Leafpool has another dream where StarClan tells her to pass along a message to Mothwing. But since this is Warrior Cats and nobody tells each other anything even when they're supposed to, she doesn't do it. ShadowClan does an attack because they're the enemies in this book. Or so you think. Because at the gathering, 
Hawk Frost sits in the middle of the like area and just blatantly manipulates every single narrative that is mentioned in a clear and desperate ploy for clout. And he he's like literally at the gathering like I'm going to play both sides so I always come out on top and nobody else sees any issue with that. Um <laughs> so Leafpool Leafpool learns Mothwing's secret. Brambleclaw runs into Tawny Pelt in the Dark Forest, and it's the best scene in the entire book because she chews out Br- Tiger Star for being a stupid and scolds Brambleclaw for bothering to listen to him. Um, and then Daisy and her kits leave, uh, and Brambleclaw is upset because he wanted to be Barry Kit's mentor. Um, I, I mean, no, he's 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 upset for altruistic reasons. Don't worry about it. Uh, so then he and Cloudtail go to the horse place and convince them to go back, and it's very exciting. Uh, Leafpool is tasked by StarClan to co-parent Mothwing's apprentice, and then she goes and fixes Cloudtail's marriage for, you know, good measure. Um, Brambleclaw goes on a secret mission to spy on ShadowClan and RiverClan, and he watches as Stormfur and Brook are exiled by a jealous Hawkfrost. Remember Stormfur and Brook? They were there. So uh, he picks them up on the drive back home to ThunderClan, and the next day, Mousefur calls a meeting to declare that she is xenophobic and she wants the ThunderClan bloodlines to remain pure and undiluted. And an unsettling number of cats agree with her, despite the fact that their leader is a freaking kitty pet. Whatever. Whatever. I'm not mad. We're going to talk about this. So Brambleclaw tells Firestar to appoint a new deputy. Firestar is like, fine, Brambleclaw's the new deputy. Tiger Star tells Brambleclaw in the Dark Forest, I'm super proud and also very evil. Brambleclaw is shocked and he's like, I didn't know you were evil. And then Hawkfrost pats Brambleclaw on the shoulder and is like, hey, I'm evil too. Do you want to talk up and meet up and, and talk about like evil things together? And Brambleclaw is like, yeah, all right. Uh, I mean, so okay, cool. no, I, I want to defend yeah. <laughs> Brambleclaw. So, I mean, okay, when Brambleclaw sure. read the prince, this everything that Tiger Star is doing seemed very... Very reasonable when Machiavelli suggests it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Okay. I mean, if I've learned one thing from history, it's that the ends do, in fact, justify the means. Of course. I suppose that's, uh, I for, uh, yeah, I forgot that chapter where Brambleclaw reads the Reads the prince. The, the prince, yeah. Yeah, by Machiavelli. You, you, did you miss well, that? I guess that makes all of his behavior okay throughout the entirety of the series. Never yeah. mind. Yes. Gosh. Yeah. Um, so Leafpool goes to the Moonpool. She teaches Willowpaw stuff about StarClan and gets another teaser for The Power of Three, but they're not going to be specific about it because they haven't figured out what's going <laughs> to happen in that book series yet, and God, they won't figure so it out bad. until they're done. Um, Mothwing reveals a secret that Leafpool already knew. Then we get an omen about Hawkfrost being evil, because I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Hawkfrost is evil. And the next day, Hawkfrost and Brambleclaw stand around and watch Firestar die. And uh, for seven pages, Brambleclaw thinks about whether or not he wants Firestar to live or die, or so that he can take the position of leader. Oh seven God, really actual seven pages. pages. Oh my. Seven pages. Okay, Wait, I realize you're, you're saying seven pages, like that's a lot in a warrior book. That's true. You said seven seven pages. It took me like three minutes to go through that entire. So, like, if you're watching the your like mentor father figure choke in front of you, and it takes you three minutes to <laughs> just you know do something about it. Didn't it switch I just perspective? Feel like maybe you can't be. It did switch protagonists. That's true. I mean, I feel like for, that's also. I feel like it's also for twenty seconds. A suggestion that it's bad that there was a whole perspective uh, swap and when we got back you were still thinking about it like like that's the book equivalent of like you know you cut to the B plot you cut to the commercial and you come back and it's the exact same thing the only thing that Brambleclaw knows is that he needs to invest and you know whatever 
So, um, yeah, the man cannot be trusted, but anyway, Hawkfrost's dying words inform Brambleclaw that there's a ThunderClan traitor who made sure that Firestar fell into the trap, and then the book just ends. Yep. <laughs> like that. Because, oh, not before, uh, StarClan, uh, sanctions... Uh, Brambleclaw and Squirrel Flight's abusive relationship. We forgot about that. That's, yeah, I, I, well, I didn't want to mention it because I hate it so much. Wait, no, I just want to talk, okay. <laughs> just, I yeah. like to preface the entire episode with the fact that I, I have read no of the other books in the series. <laughs> I'm, I'm just joining in from here. And to me, Brambleclaw seems pretty cool, okay? Well, yeah, you didn't read either of the like, two books where Brambleclaw and Squirrelflight so hated far. each other. I mean, yeah, rough patch, you yeah, know? She was, like, literally talking about how, how he how he made her feel afraid. Rough patch relationship. And then Brambleclaw was good. just like, it's because I remind you of Tigerstar, that cat you've never met, right? <laughs> and Squirrelflight was like, no. But, you know, she couldn't think of a better <laughs> argument, so apparently that was just the one that persevered. <laughs> Oh god! I hate this cat so much. I just want to pick him up and throw him yeah. out of a window. Can we? So, can we uh, say I, one like thing? To... Okay, one more defense of Brambleclaw, right? He did okay. kill his brother in a really metal fucking way, like a real. That's know. true. That was I did kind of cool. like that. That was. There we go. Cool. And there's there's your first answer. All right, all right. Mm. Uh, here, here's my first hot take, which I have talked about at length regarding uh, how I wish Sunset would have ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, um, I'm still writing Warriors fanfiction. Mm -hmm. I personally think Brambleclaw should have killed Firestar uh, and Hawkfrost and taken Thunderclan's leadership. Uh, and then oh, the next series, the point of view character is Tawny. That would have been so good. So we stop good. being in Thunderclan for once. Oh my god. And actually look at Shadowclan as something other than the bad ones. It isn't, that's not until like three, uh, like two more series, mm. right? If I know, like, we, we, we don't maybe stop doing that for another like two series, right? Uh, I mean, we this, this is why, like I mentioned in the Moonrise episode, this is why I think the first couple books in the New Prophecy are so much better. It's like the whole thing is about like the clans coming together mm -hmm. and it feels like they're making actual progress. Yeah. And then as like, I don't know if it's some kind of social commentary on the nature of cats. Um, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but as soon as they get to the lake territories, they're right back to um, thinking that uh, everyone else is horrible, including Wind Clan for a while, which is well, it's so new. bizarre. Wait, so is so you're saying a grand social commentary about cats, but the social commentary is that cats are animals and are territorial. <laughs> uh, but only is but, that the social commentary? Is that cats aren't people? But, but, but but only that'll show them. Well, it's not just that they're territorial; it's that they're territorial and also needlessly cruel, and will watch uh, random babies die. Yeah. Uh, because it's not from their bloodline. I've, I mean, have you ever like, you ever like seen a seen a stray cat? They're they're kind of sometimes. <laughs> they're not very nice. They're kind of jerks. Look, you have a point. But... I I do not think that this was the Aaron's just like totally owning. Feral cats. <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna write a book that's gonna make you guys look so like, bad. Like, well, I, I think, I think what happens, what happens is that, like, I think Aaron, the Aaron hunters, they alternate between these cats being way too personified, and whenever they do that, they just sort of uh, remember suddenly that they're cats, and they have to like readjust. But they always readjust. They're like, yeah, they're absolutely brutal cats. I think it every single moment there is a tender moment. 
they think, oh, mm -hmm. wait, no, I need... They're warriors. We need to show they're warriors by making them unnecessarily yeah. cruel. And also wild animals. Yeah. That's... At yeah. the same time. I, so... I just think that, like, the even the tender moments are, like, bad. Right? Like... Yes. Like, a lot of it is just just bad. I, I, I honestly but... feel like the writing quality dipped pretty harshly after... Yeah. Dawn? Yeah, I mean that's that's allegedly where this series was supposed to end. It was oh, like they uh, that, found a that, new territory. That makes sense. But anyway, so so I guess continual yeah, hot takes. Let's keep going with the hot take train. Mm -hmm. um, By all means, Cinder, 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 yeah. Cinder Heart, Cinder Pelt ish. Mm -hmm. What is the deal with? When has a precedent for this been established? That's a great question. I will say nothing Star Clan has ever done has had a precedent. I feel like the, it's they're like a literal Deus Ex Machina, mm -hmm. but like cat ghost, but right? And also, just I've decided why? that did Cinderpelt agree to this? The best reason was she consulted. That's I, I I think that the the reason that I settled on after reading this is that Spotted Leaf is well. A no, hold on. I mean, I mean, listen, as someone who does hasn't really like gone through them and is not really the expert, right? Cinder mm -hmm. Kid being the resurrection of Cinderpelt, that comes back in the next books, right? Oh yes. be, yeah. That would be because if it didn't, that would be just a terrible choice. Like that would be weird. Like Cinder Kid's important later on, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Can she, you promise you that? Yeah. Okay. I think so. And I believe only in the capacity of 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 Cinder, basically. Oh, so like there, C Cinder Cinder Kit becomes Cinder Heart, I believe. Yeah. And they're the only defining trait of Cinder Heart that I remember is uh. Cinder it's Cinder Pelt. If she gets, if she got to live out her life as a warrior, like she always wanted. Oh, oh is that what the was that that's the justification? They, that's what they. That's what they say, but. I'm pretty sure that this is another example of terrible ableism on the on the part of the warriors. So I think that Spotted Leaf intentionally and with great malice orchestrated the death of Cinderpelt so that she could have Cinderpelt prematurely resurrected so that she could be a warrior. Because I think that, that, like, I'm pretty sure that that's what happened with Spotted Leaf too, right? Spotted Leaf wanted to be a warrior, but she was forced into the path of the medicine cat by external circumstances so she started projecting herself onto cinderpelt she's like cinderpelt and i we have a lot in common we're both in love with firestar for some reason you God, know, we, were, we both wanted to be <laughs> i know it's, it's so, so weird we, we were both in love with firestar we both wanted to be warriors but we were both forced into the life of medicine cat and so spotted leaf you know she sees that her opportunity is long past but she can say well if i was a warrior if i was given a second chance maybe i'd be like cinderpelt so I think that what she did was she took advantage of Leafpool's attraction to Crowfeather and used it to lead Leafpool away from the camp, knowing that the Badgers would attack, and without Leafpool around, Cinderpelt would be killed. She knows that StarClan feels pity for Cinderpelt and will reincarnate her. So, this is all part of her plan to have Cinderpelt killed so that Cinderpelt can be a warrior so that Spotted Leaf can pretend that she would be a good guy and feel better about the warrior that Cinderheart grows up to be. She could point at Cinderheart and say, that's what I would be like. That's what I would be like. She wants, she, she wants to tell herself that she's doing something nice because she believes that a life like Cinderpelt isn't worth living. 
um, because she lived one too, and she didn't like it very much. That's what I'm thinking. Spotted Leaf is a villain. I'm so I, I really thought die. the direction you were going to go there was that yeah? uh, Spotted Leaf resurrects uh, Cinderpelt and Cinderheart so that she could be a warrior, and then she steals Firestar. Like, steals oh, Sandstorm. I, 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 I thought that was the direction you were going with. And I, I mean, also... what does happen with Cinderheart is she falls in love with Firestar's grandson. Right, what? which is... Oh, that's I forgot a good about direction. that. Oh, I mean, so... I'm getting I'm getting all my information about Cinderheart right here from Warriors: The Ultimate Guide, which is a piece a piece of media I like to bring into into the idea here because it has illustrations of every single one of the cats. Oh no! no. I remember. Uh, yeah, you 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 brought that with you to the to the last uh, episode, and I think you. Mentioned I didn't bring this you... one. I didn't bring not not no? the last episode. No, because oh. I I only found out about it this time. Uh, part, I mean, I, I will have a point that I brought mm-hmm. up last time, which is how uh, the Badgers are American Badgers, because there's a... Uh, Midnight is in this book, and I have a picture of Midnight right here, and I will okay. send this picture to you. I'm, I'm, well, I wanna so bring, it's an American Badger. It's an American Badger. Listen, this is the most American Badger I've ever seen. Like, you don't even know, okay? It's... It's got. Oh, let me just bring up. A Multiple team. people in the yeah. past have talked about this badger thing. It's, um, are you sure it wasn't maybe. just me? Has anyone? No, no, no. no, no. I, Alex, I, Alex brought it up in reference to you, and so and I, I also brought it up. Uh, <laughs> uh, but maybe have you considered that Midnight uh, is an American badger? But is therefore an invasive species, and that's, I, why that's not a thing that's not gonna happen. Why do you keep thinking like, where's the American badger <laughs> coming from? I need to know America. <laughs> like, oh, where's the warrior? I'm just trying to find out. The same place that a mountain lion came from, clearly. <laughs> no, or, or it's just not an invasive mountain lion. Like, I <laughs> look. This is definitely Britain. This is definitely look right here. UK. Look at this. Look at this badger. That is I'm the most. I'm looking like, at the badger. It's so like specifically an American badger. Now I will say while I was looking through this, because I looked at many illustrations of Midnight in the Russian illustrations for mm-hmm. the Russian release of Warrior Cats, uh, Midnight looks like a Eurasian badger. Okay. Which I then then brings me to the possible compromise we have here, <laughs> which is that the Warrior Cats forest takes place in wherever your closest for like wherever Yo. whatever country you're in it's like a magical forest well that ish- is always like in that. your region it's always in your nationality because See, otherwise we that- would wreck children's dreams you know okay See, i the think the evidence the i've used the mm-hmm. evidence i've used uh for saying that this is uk is one uh the two leg name for uh, four trees is Druid's Hollow, and you don't see places that named after Druidry that much in America. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, the poisonous snakes in the old forest are adders, which are not found in America, mm. unless I'm mistaken. Uh, let's see. We had an episode with a wildlife ecologist, and I think <laughs> results were still inconclusive. I'm not kidding about that. That was that was yeah. a real oh, no. Aaron, you need to clarify. I think the results were still inconclusive uh, on on whether or not. I I, I think um, in principle, I agree with with Clayton in that it is whatever forest is nearest to you. But uh, my personal spin on it is that Warrior Cat's books are all folk tales, um, and some of the details are just lost in uh, ab- abstraction 
and uh, in the in the thing they'll they'll get changed in different versions depending on who's telling the story, and uh, that's why some that that's basically why uh, uh, like all of the that explains away all the inconsistencies for I mean, me anyways. I mean I have one which is so you so who do one of the cats like look at a snake and be like oh man that's a poisonous adder. Yeah, probably. Because in my response, I would say that cats are dumb and wouldn't know the difference between a regular snake. Cats don't know what an adder is. I would say that a cat who at some point has Wait, to cats don't know what a badger is. I'm so confused. Why do they well, know what I mean, a badger is? They live in the same territories as these things. Presumably, it would be advantageous for them to know uh, that, you know, this is a badger, this snake is poisonous, this snake is safe to eat, right? Because that's that's the right. evolution. Otherwise, they would just die all of the time, which, I mean, they do, do. But these cats, we, we have to, like, agree that at some point these cats have developed sapience. Um, not necessarily intelligence. Well, yes, okay, that is I, I the think first that one, right? They're, they're still very dumb, and I think a, a good reason for that is because, you know, their brains are, like, five centimeters long and maybe 30 grams and that can also be used to explain away a lot of the stupid behavior in these books but i i do think that they are sapient and they maintain some of their animal instincts which would be you know being able to discern between a snake that is poisonous and a snake that isn't uh and so on and so forth and yet they can still engage in love triangles I just... well, I mean, that's a basic tenet of sapience i guess <laughs> i don't know i'm twilight has been around earlier iterations of twilight have been around since the dawn of humanity i i i spoke to an anthropology fair point, fair point. major I, I i like the simple idea here of it just being sort of a magical you know forest that uh, the location is whatever country the children's heart desires you know have you considered that magic doesn't real? Magic doesn't real. Is magic that... does not real. Magic does not real. I mean, you say that, then explain how Cinderkit was. Cinderkit is the resurrect form of Cinderpelt. Oh. No, this is where this is a world where magic exists. That's we have to true. accept that it's but there's it only very canonical in magic. the capacity of dead cats. I think. <laughs> That's right. It only does. Oh wait, no. Because I have a new wow. Okay, power maybe... of three goes really. I mean, also midnight's midnight's right, also what's... magic, right? Like the ba- there's a magic badger. Yes. Oh, that's true. Midnight is a magic ghost who is as old as time. Badger. So there's like <laughs> multiple like magic creatures. I think just creatures have magic in this world is what we need to. Accept. Yeah. But it's only based off their dead relatives. <laughs> I think ancestor worship is a very uh, good place to base your faith in. I have been yeah, worshiping yeah. my dead ancestors since I was a little kid. Um, of course. I look up at the stars and I think, I know that my, my grandpa is going to help me ace this test tomorrow. Um, and I ace that test. And you know why? It's because of my grandpa. Because your grandpa gave you a vision telling you all the answers? <laughs> yep. My grandpa gave me a vision, and I passed out in the middle of the classroom. I woke up in the hospital with several missing teeth, and but he said, sure, you passed hand. the test. Now, clutching your hand was the uh, the answer sheet, and Wait. it had a it had a little bit of... <laughs> it had a little bit of blood on it, but it was it was correct. The blood was exactly where the answers were. I don't it was forget, my grandpa's don't blood, forget. which is really interesting. Yeah. Don't, don't, been, don't forget, Clay. been dead for uh, 40 years. Uh, the grandpa needs to give the answers in a really vague, convoluted manner. No, vague, That's con- true. No, it's vague, convoluted, but still incredibly obvious. Yes. <laughs> However, you, the- you won't understand it because you have a tiny little cat brain. 
so you don't get the clearest like pictograph language possible. It's like, oh man, why I see a moth's wing. What oh could this God. mean? Do, what do you remember? This? Do you remember that stupid, <laughs> stupid dream that Leafpool had, like, right before? She's like, I, I saw a bramble. It was like claws. I wonder what it could mean. Um, <clears throat> and then they went to Firestar, and he's like, oh, yeah, bramble claw. I guess he would make an ep- excellent deputy. See, this, as we've so, described, like, Firestar is remains the only competent cat in the forest. No, no. So I would like to say that I know Hogfrost is evil, but he is also the one cat that realized that the visions Everybody were else so... Is stupid. Well, he realized that the visions were so vague, he could just be like, ah, yes, I'm gonna put a moth wing. Like, the, he realized he could fake it. He he had the hold, uh, control of the brain cell. This mm-hmm. this book. He, he stole it. He stole all of the brain cells. Is, oh, part wait, of his is, evil is that plot. why? Is that why River Clan never really shows up? Did Hawkfrost yeah. steal all of their brain yeah, cells? Yeah, Hawkfrost took he, all the. He brain took cells. their screen time too. It's yeah, bastard. I was I was thinking about like when we were reading through this, I was like taking notes of which cats were um were in, like in charge of the brain cells. Them. Which ones were yeah. in charge of the brain cells at that one, moment? One one thing was interesting to me. Um, the there was a cat called Black Claw in River Clan. He's White Claw's brother. Um. Are you kidding me? Nice. I'm not kidding. White Claw was oh. the cat that Graystripe killed in book two. Oh, um, my God. But what's interesting about Black Claw is that um, Mistyfoot, you know, one of the competent cats in the forest, is his mate. And Black Claw is one of Hawk Frost's cronies, which is like, I think that's kind of interesting. It's, it reminds me of, um, I don't know how many couples you know this, but like, you know, left wing GF and alt right BF. And <laughs> they're like, oh, we don't talk about politics. <laughs> It gave off that energy. Speaking of speaking of um, one of the competent cats being Mistyfoot. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we were discussing a little bit earlier that um half clan cats. Yep. Right. One of the competent cats. Yep. What? Why? Why is there so much xenophobia against half clan cats when they're like universally the most competent cats in the entire? I guess it's because <sighs> their opinions are so slipstream. It's because. It's because no, I don't you understand? It's they're competent because they had to face adversity. Oh, that's adversity, a good point. adversity breeds competence. I mean, Mistyfoot was... didn't find out until she was like a senior warrior, though. Right, but then she retroactively <laughs> gained competence. She retroactively Misty... faced adversity. And then, and then her bro- <laughs> well, her brother did get murdered because of it. So that's maybe true. That counts. Well, I mean, I thought I thought Mistyfoot. Wasn't like he Misty... posted cringe. She deserved it. Yeah, who was Misty... Mistyfoot? Was one of Tiger? Was Mistyfoot one of Tiger Star's kids? I keep no. Uh, you're Misty thinking Foot of was... uh, Tawny Pelt. No, Tawny Mist- Pelt. Mist- oh, Mistyfoot was Blue Star's kid. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. See, she got it from her. She got the Blue Star genes. I think maybe oh, it's yeah, she got the, the opposite. That's maybe good, it's uh, yeah. I think it maybe be that all the competent cats just like mate with uh, <laughs> non-clan cats, <laughs> and then so the issue is that it's not that. The half, they're good because they're half clan. It's just that all the competency, I guess, makes you attracted to. Oh, they're they're competent, (laughs) so they're not attracted. Yeah, they're competent, (laughs) so they're not attracted to any of the warrior cats in the forest. Because like, wow, all of these people are idiots. Oh my god, that's that's, the take of the century. All these cats are stupid. The reason that the half clan cats are, it's because all of the other cats are so inbred that they can't. 
<laughs> well, you say that, but on the other hand, mating across clans isn't strictly limited to competent cats. Uh, see that's true. Crow feather and leaf pool. <laughs> yes, the worst thing. Oh my god, they were like a mountain goats album. This entire they were like, I hate you, but I love you. It's so dumb. But I'm just in awe at that relationship. But like, how <laughs> anybody was like, yeah, this is a good idea. Yeah. I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Four Trees, our Warrior Cats community podcast. Thank you so much for doing yourself a listen. I've been your host, Spencer Grant, and I'd like to thank our guests. I mean, I have to get used to saying that. Our guests, Clayton and Cora, for joining us for the last little while. You two have been an absolute pleasure to have. Um, just some announcements before we move forward. Uh, this particular recording session is going to be three episodes long, uh, partially because it's a season finale, and secondly because the conversation went off the rails completely during the next episode. So you have that to look forward to. Um, and also, uh, I'm yeah, season finale. Like it's, we're going to start season three a couple of weeks after we finish this on up, so uh, you have that to look forward to. And if you haven't been enjoying Four Trees, then you have that to... Um, resent. <laughs> I don't know. Ooh, there are some birds outside. I love that for me. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's what's going on. Uh, three parter and season finale. So uh, look forward or don't. Um, anyways, Four Trees has been recorded in front of a live studio audience at Druid's Hollow Studios here at Bristol. Our theme was composed and performed by Spencer Chopin Grant and mixed by Alex Turner. Our graphics and 3D assets were designed by Spencer Diablo Granta, and our video editor is Spencer Pagliacci Granta. Uh, my TiVo just... I hate that for me. Uh, the Warrior Cat series is written by Aaron Hunter and distributed by HarperCollins. Please support the official release. You can find us at the web at spencergrant.co.uk slash fortrees, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find our YouTube uploads with auto-generated subtitles and audio visualizations at youtube.com slash Spencer Grant. Again, I've been Spencer, and you've been beautiful. Bye! Bye.